Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18-hole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. TomBernardShow.com. Keyword passport. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Wow, that was a compelling uh, little spot for you. What do you think? Amy Daniels right there. Man, she made me feel like I better... <laughs> better, better, better stand up straight and listen. I, I, download that app. <laughs> I feel like I should dress differently. I should I dress know. more formal. Exactly. Where's my tux? Yeah. Catherine's wearing kind of a tux looking thing yeah, today. She's, she's You're all dolled up. What's that all I'm about? I'm all dolled up. Very natty. Yeah, I got a got a black t shirt yeah. on. <laughs> I got a black t shirt. I did shower. On. Maybe yep. that's what yep. it is. That's there the difference. Go. I'm clean. Oh, there you go. It's a shower deal. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, who is a man who's not showered, Tim Lammers. Yeah, I never shower. I never uh, forget shower. it. I'm not doing it. Called up. That seems like an older phrase that mm. us folks use. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever used it. Younger folks saying that. No. Gussied up is even older. <laughs> there you Got go. all gussied up. Where are you going all dolled up? <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I like uh, Corner Gas so much. That uh, Oscar, the older God. guy, he's got all these crazy old sayings. It just cracks you up. I love old people sayings yeah like the mm-hmm. you know whatever the dolled up gussie upper he'll say like cut a rug or something <laughs> like that every <laughs> once in a while i'm like yep i love those my dad um one time said uh dollsville dollsville <laughs> that's like 70s though <laughs> dollsville yeah, he, 60s or 70s yeah he's like oh you know man. yeah he's like you know we, we have so much to do down in arizona we come up to we come up to minnesota and it's it's kind of like dollsville up here and i just <laughs> laugh i laughed about that for two years i think <laughs> i just love that stuff well he's what yeah. about 90 when he said it so there you go yeah uh, i don't know yeah, he wasn't that old but it was just the yeah dollsville's great I don't know. he moved up here when i think when he was 90 not if not older no this was before he moved oh, up here okay. permanently yeah, but dollsville dollsville was a beatnik turn yeah that's what i'm saying so that's, it's that's like 60s 50s 50s? Yeah, 50s Phoenix or 60s. 50s, 50s okay. early 60s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maynard G. Krebs. Yeah, that's right. Actually, I wonder, maybe the etymology of Dullsville is known. Let's see here. Ooh, Dullsville. Dullsville what, what were they saying on Corner Cast? They were calling people dingleberries. I remember people saying dingleberries. <laughs> dingleberries. <laughs> well, Tom, Tom and I, I mean, I've heard other people say it, but it's usually people our age. You'll call people dinks. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Dink. Oh, yeah. That was, that was swearing when I was a kid. First known <laughs> use of Dullsville was in 1960. Oh, Ooh, there no. you go. Well, so my dad was a hep cat. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he was a hep cat. He was a hipster man. <laughs> you know, one, one saying that I heard, and of course it originated in a, I think, Tom, I think you said it's your favorite book, Colder Than a Witch's. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
is uh, is a saying that's been around my you can't whole say, life. We can't say tit. Apparently, no, <laughs> we can say tit. <laughs> it just makes me sound like, oh, did you hear what he said? Yeah. <laughs> Tim's got a brand to. Uh, yeah. Oh, uphold. he's got to protect his brand. Mm-hmm. I I have no brand. All right, I'll say, say it colder than the witch's tit. There I go. There there you go. I did it. There he said it out loud. He said that. Hey, uh, Holden Caulfield said it first, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, hey. Yeah. J.D. Salinger, one of the greatest writers of all time, yeah. but I guess in person he was creepier than hell. Yeah? Really? He used to follow women around. Well, a like, lot of authors are just weird, it seems. Yeah, they kind yeah, of are. That's interesting. They? I just, I, I watch, I, I follow this uh, historic videos or historic moments or something on, on uh, Twitter, and they talked about the fact that this one class, I don't ask me the particulars anymore because I read it a few months ago. A, a class wrote a bunch of famous authors, and I don't know if it was now or 50 years ago or whatever it was, and the only author that wrote back was J.D. Salinger. Really? Oh. hmm That's amazing. Yep, and he, he told them that they should sit down every day and do something like uh, write poetry or paint or do something artistic every day for one hour, and it'll well, change your life. Even write a poem... And rip it up and throw it in trash, different trash cans, and it will change your entire life, the fact that you just did that. Well, Tevin well, told me. dude had enough time to write. I mean, what did he do for all those years That's after writing? Yeah, he, said, checks. Yeah, he yeah. said he didn't go out in public anymore because he resembled an iguana. <laughs> huh. All right, then. I love that guy. <laughs> Hell of a writer, that's all I'm saying. His nine stories, if you've never read it, is a magnificent book. He was a great writer. There is a movie called yeah. A Little White Lie starring Michael Shannon. I know I've talked with you about I love it. Michael Shannon. About it, it, like a J.D. Salinger type of writer that resurfaces at some small town literary festival. That's really interesting. I mean, I love that whole idea of these People like, uh, you know, obviously J.D. Salinger or, uh, give it to me, uh, the, the uh, Harper Lee. Well, Harper mm. Lee, yeah. Yeah, another one that, when she wrote uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, and that was it. And then she came back, though, years later, didn't she? Yep. The sequel. Yep. Where, where everything kind of retrofitted what, who... Uh, um, Atticus really was, right? I didn't read it, so I don't know. I don't think many people did read it. No, but didn't they say, didn't he come back, didn't she come back and said Atticus was kind of a bad guy? I thought that's what it was about. I don't remember. I probably but, did read well, it. Well, Atticus was a segregationist. Oh, yeah, right. But that's, he that's was right. also an egalitarian. But a lot right. of people, you can't be anything bad. You have to be purely good or purely bad because nuance is difficult. Yes, this is true. Yeah, but you're right, Tom. Who did read it? <laughs> it, yeah. it obviously didn't have the impact that the original did. No, Sequels I agree with you. Yeah, no one it. cared about it. Mm-mm. It was past past the time. It was sensitivity well past the time. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like books about you know when it came out, segregation was yeah. still on everyone's mind. These days, not really. It's been gone for almost sixty years now. You not know, with Tevin though. He's no, a, they make me sit on the other side of the table. Yeah. Well, the you time. told us yeah. to sit on this side. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. I segregated myself from them. I was like, you know, so segregation is still Kevin, Kevin has yep. his own his own little space. Yes. Yep. yes. It's like yeah. Franklin and the uh, the uh, Snoopy uh, Thanksgiving. Franklin's on the table on the left, all by himself. Yeah. 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 It's the little kids' table at Thanksgiving is where I sit. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> 
<laughs> very, very sad. That's all I have to say. So what's new in entertainment, Timmy? Well, you know, not really. I mean, things are slowly starting to get back to work with the writer's oh, strike. that's right, yeah. But the countdown is beginning already, believe me. This is a three-year contract. So there are going to be so many damn changes over the... <laughs> I, I want to be positive about it, yeah. but let's be honest. The way that technology is rapidly developing, what they're agreeing to now with AI is going to be totally different yep. on the road. Mm. So you think that this was an ugly fight. Yep. I, you know, I, uh. I, because they obviously didn't get everything resolved either as far as um, uh, residuals, did they? So, yeah, it's it's but I'm glad I'm glad they're back to work. It gives me more work because obviously for over 100 days or whatever, and I'm not whining. I interviewed filmmakers instead of actors. Well, now actors can do interviews again. So that's fun. But uh, yeah, yeah. Not, I, I don't, nothing really new in my world. I watched a movie called um, The Killer on Netflix. What's that all about? David Fincher directed it. And he's a hell of a director. Did seven. Fight Club, uh, Mind Hunter, which is a great series. Yeah, that uh, was a really good series. You're right. A crime thriller about the the setup is like John Wick, where he an assassin goes on the run because a, a hit is out on him, but once they harm somebody close to him, he goes to find the assassins. Mm. That sort of thing. But it's the polar opposite. It is so low key in tone that uh, most of the time he is. You hear his narration about what is in the mind of an assassin in a way. And I don't think if I can remember correctly, Tom, if you like this or not, but Mr. Robot, remember that show? Anybody see Mr. Robot with Rami? I watched a few episodes and I found it a little boring. Yeah. Where where basically he's talking. Yeah. No, I'm not seeing that. Kind of like Michael Fassbender doing that here, but I I still kept my attention for two hours. I will say that. Hmm. Well, there you go. Did you finish, because I heard you talking about it with Kristen, maybe, last week. Did you finish Under the Banner of Heaven? No. Mm, we have one more episode, right? I think there's one more episode. Yeah, one more. What an amazing series, man. What, and that's a real eye-opener to that world, isn't it, with, with Mormons? And, uh, yeah. What do you think of the show? Well, I, I tried to, I said, Catherine, uh, if I'm going to follow the lead here, I have to marry a 15-year-old, so I hope you don't mind. <laughs> it's like, it's my horrible. God. It's and this horrible. goes on, folks. Yeah. This goes on today. And sure and she does. might have brought up Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. Mm-hmm. That's on Netflix. That's a tough one to watch, baby. Yeah, and that, again, this is happening in the United States today, where God. you got the leader marrying twelve-year-olds, oh, one of his thirty wives. You know, it's <clears throat> it's sanity to think in this country today, this is happening. I mean, yes, under the banner of heaven is fictional, but it's based on reality. Folks. It is, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of compounds out in southern Utah and the Utah countryside that are way off the road, and a lot goes on there. You know, this is true. Well, I mean, where were uh, the Mansons hold up? That was L.A. Yeah, but they were like out in the mountains, right? Yeah, they were. Uh, They're always out in the mountains, out in the middle of nowhere. Well, the Waco, Texas group, they were out in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Another great series, Waco, if you've never seen that. Phenomenal. Really good. Michael Shannon and uh, the John and Drew Dowdle from St. Paul 
uh, were the showrunners. They created oh, that. Series. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that either. Waco, the aftermath as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know those guys are talented guys. I think they've been on the podcast before. I know yeah, they were one of their films. Um, so the Waco thing though, they weren't. That wasn't like a polygamy thing. That was just sort of a. They the, were they were arming themselves and the yeah, government that was didn't like, a like big it. Cult. They were uh, isolationists, I think. What were they? Yeah, that's about yeah, right. Wh- yeah, right. why did they? Why did I? I watched the series. <laughs> I can't. I still can't remember why they irritated the government so much. I don't think there was a good reason. No, well, they were like building their own town or trying branch to branch Davidians. Out there. Yeah, yeah, there we but go. They, I don't think they were marrying little kids. No, they stuff. were. I don't think they were really doing anything wrong. It's just the ATF wanted to. They had warrants out for them, so they were going to go after them. And then someone fired the first shot, and then yeah. they basically just started shooting at each other. Yeah, that's when Janet Reno got into trouble, and she sent in uh, the forces. And then, what, they, I don't know who started the fire, but remember all the branch Davidians basically perished in the fire, correct? Yeah, 28 mm-hmm. kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It 82 was... in total. Well, so it was, it was, it was a commune. Of sorts, yeah, or a communal mm-hmm. living center, yeah, you know, but that's a fine line between that and a cult. That yeah. is true, but I mean, if they're not technically doing anything wrong, they yeah. can be in a cult if it they didn't want. Feel, it, I, I feel like the series made it seem like they weren't really doing anything wrong. Yes, they no. had arms and they were sort of like, leave no. us alone. They were yeah. just leave us alone. We yeah. want to be left alone. And they believed they were- like somebody was coming to get them. So that's why they were getting all of the weapons. And the leader of the group, commune cult, whatever you want to call it, definitely had a few screws loose. Right. But well, they Crash. usually do. David Crash. Yeah, David Crash. There, there was go. no reason to fire, you know, fire bomb a bunch of families. Well, they... they no, they didn't firebomb <laughs> the building. Well, that, they, okay, kill. Just kill. Well, no, just kill. Uh, that yeah, that just was kill. A, just a, a poorly planned action against them. It was a government shit show. That place. And, of course, the, you know, the, uh, if they built their own uh, compound, built their own building, you know, was it to code with their fire fire protections? I mean, there's a lot of pieces to it that... Um, you know, hard to hard to explain sometimes, but you know. What was deal? Did they refuse to pay taxes? Is that one of the main? I things? think so. Yeah. I don't remember. Do you realize how wonderful I would have been as a cult leader? Still time. The way I can There's BS up a storm, time. I'd be a really good cult leader. Yeah, stay away from the Kool Aid. Don't buy any Kool Aid. Yeah, that's there you go. Another one, Jim Jones, man. I think they're, they're gonna. They're, that has been like a television film. Yeah. In the yep. past, but I thought that that was going to be made again oh, and really? that's a fascinating one because again people were wondering where drink the kool-aid came from it was that incident right yeah, that's exactly right yep drank the kool-aid some ran but how many people died in that deal it was actually flavor aid oh, oh, oh flavor aid it was i will have of kool-aid it was the cheap stuff <laughs> nice and they all had the special shoes i believe right yes Yep, they all had like a they they all had matching Nikes. I'm pretty sure it was. Oh no no no! no, 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 no. Hailbot comet. That's a Hailbot comet. Oh, that's a different Uh, one. Yeah. How did they kill themselves? We need a chart. (laughs) Oh, they 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 drank some. They drank the poison. Also flavoring. A a large number had been castrated, I believe. Oh, why? It had to do some sort of purification. It was Heaven's Gate. Who knows? Heaven's Gate. I, I I don't know how. I don't know how you get talked into that. You know, you're a guy, and some guy says, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do. It's, it's, what, it's, it's, it's what I'm looking for in a call. I want to get my testicles cut off. 
We're nope. going to castrate you, give you some Nikes, and then kill you. How's that sound? <laughs> I love it. I'm signing up. This, and then right up. The saddest thing about that uh, coverage was they had uh, they packed all their bags, so when they were taken up into the into the spaceship, mm-hmm. uh, all their belongings were taken up with them and everything like that. And there was mm-hmm. there was one shot from one of the rooms down on the police van, and there was just a long line of suitcases out there. They were processing for evidence, and it was just just well. They didn't get up in the spaceship, sadly enough. Did they target special kinds of people, know, yes, knowing they'd absolutely. fall for this? Well, well, I don't yeah. know if you, you target special people. People, certain people are drawn to it. Well, yeah. I mean, you, there's certain people oh, that are okay, drawn that to sense. it. I always think that it's um, highly intelligent people who are not uh, educated or not doing so well in their life. Uh, I, I, yeah, who knows? Who yeah. knows why people you choose that sort of radical kind of? It just seems. You know, I guess the self-mutilation, I, I just never got that. Yeah, when deal. it gets to that point, because when it kind of starts and you hear a lot of people, they're like, oh, well, I was at this point in my life where I had more questions and answers and I was lost and it's just, I was looking for something and then oh, I found this cult and now I, it felt like home. So it like, makes sense. That would be, yeah, once you get to the, we want you to, you know, mutilate yourself and this, <laughs> I'm good on all yet, that. No. Yet, culturally, people grow up with this. Yeah. In some cultures, where they, they will uh, scar scar their face, scar, and but that that's a whole different different piece to it. I mean, that's not I wouldn't call that a cult, but there's cultural pieces to changing your physical appearance, mutilation. I guess you know if you talk about female castration, that's a yep. mutilating kind of a thing. Sure is. But it's, or you could talk about circumcision being a mutilating kind of a thing. I mean, technically it is. I, oh, hey. hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> too, hey. soon, too soon, too soon. But but you so you you have to sort of you know a lot of gray areas. Yeah, wasn't there a cult that was relatively famous in Apple Valley? Yeah, they, the that glass pyramid thing, right? I think so. Was yeah. that? What was that again? Every time I drive through was Apple Valley, I remember seeing that thing all might the time st- and being like, "What is that?" Might still be a thing. Let's see here. Where Apple was Valley that? Pyramid? It was right off thirty five W or something. Um, it looks like it was back in the. They're googling. They're googling. They're 80s, googling. Maybe. Or duck duck going. Whatever it was. Uh, I can't find any information that this ever existed. Oh, it's been scrubbed. It's Uh-oh. been scrubbed. Maybe yes. I made it up, but Uh-oh. I feel like there was some Uh-oh. sort of. Uh-oh. I know what you're talking about. Or maybe I'm getting it confused with that family that made that movie that got murdered. That they lived in Apple Valley. I think that might be what I'm getting. What's that? The film director that was making. So there's a documentary on Hulu or Netflix, uh, but it was he was making a, essentially an anti-government film that was kind of starting to make when was traction, this? and his entire family got murdered. And they were, like, wrote with blood their blood like some cryptic message on the what? walls of their house. Yeah, why don't I know about this? Oh, sort of helter skelter kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah, nice touch. They, by the way, spelled it wrong. I just love that. <laughs> Did you know that? I- when they wrote Helter Skelter, Charles Manson's group wrote Helter Skelter on all the walls. They spelled it Helter Skelter. <laughs> Jesus. David Crowley. Are you oh, David Crowley. I remember that name. The murdered. Are you thinking of the sat- sat- Satanist author in southern Utah, Apple Valley, Utah? 
inspires double murder in London? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think I don't so. I think I just think might so. be confused. I th- I swear there was a cult, but yeah, the David Crowley that one was for sure the Apple Valley ah, where he Darren Cotton Ekenar in Ekenkar. Oh, Ekenkar! I had a friend whose sister Chan was Hassan, not Apple Chan- Valley. Okay, Close. Chan Hassan, sorry. But yeah, the Temple oh, of Ek. Yep. Oh, I is, remember that. Is that yes. still a thing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, appears she was to be, into yes. that. Yes, she, it was, is. she invited me to a thing, and I'm like, no. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of that weird pyramid. I'm thing. not. Yeah, I'm not doing ekan ekaniwa religion. Yeah, they still they have a website. Oh, they're still a thing. Ekankar yep. is. Ekankar. Yeah, it's something about you keep you pray about money and you get money or something. It was oh, like very financially well. motivated. Thing. I'm you like, pray their website about is, money and you get money. Yeah. Their website is very generic. It's like, you know, <laughs> spiritual. Oh, that, that, if I can get a couple dollars. Oh, no. things, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Is there a PayPal button there or something? Oh, well, there probably is now. Oh, or something. Yeah, Venmo, yeah. God, yeah. Isn't that amazing? People, people need that acceptance, don't they? They've never felt a part of the deal. They've never felt accepted. So Everybody needs a tribe. Yeah, yes, this is true. And a lot of people don't. They've been severed from their tribe, often by force. Every, yeah. Otherwise, we would not have professional football. You wouldn't have not have true. fans because those people that that the, you are, you've created a, a community tribe. Call you what call it what you may, but that's so important for people's well-being. Yep, sure you, is. You outside uh, without a shirt on, and and it's forty below, and paint yeah. yourself purple and yellow. And your, what's your point? <laughs> What's your it, point? It helps the team win, Tim. <laughs> it does. It does. There's a, I have. You know what? All of this talk makes me realize. You think, oh, there haven't been that many cults, but there's a whole lot a of cults. There's a lot of cults. No. There, isn't there? There's 32 oh, of them oh. that celebrate every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. You know, and, and you, you know, that's a really good point. You know, you start. You know, you don't have to expand the uh, definition of a cult too much before you start. Hey. Well, and, and then it gets into tri- tribalism and just having a place to live mm-hmm. or to be, you know, video games do that. I mean, there's yeah. some people that play these online games and that's where they live. There's Cro- just Cost- Cost- yep. Yeah, there's yeah. just a video. Yeah, on- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jum- a gym rat. Yeah, Cost- people with Costco memberships. So that hey. feels like a cult. As an outsider. I'll bring you in there. You'll, you'll become a member. Yeah, vegans. <laughs> vegans. That's also oh. another cult. Like <laughs> Rost. <laughs> What's Rost? Rost. Rost are vegans. But you see, it's another oh, layer, a layer of doctrine on top of that. So it's a, it's a it's another piety level oh, that you okay. can attain. So what you do is you you don't you eat nothing that's been heated more than a hundred and three or four mm. degrees. There's a definition. Oh, Pasteurization, so I think. Is- it's a nothing. So nothing. You know, everything you eat has to be raw or hasn't been heated too much. It can be dried and things mm-hmm. like that. And you can't have. So we went to a raw restaurant. You can't have anything that's too acid either. So no tomatoes, and of course no pineapple at this restaurant we went to in Santa Monica, which I thought was the fountainhead source of all rawism. So it, it was it it it's great. I think it's a great diet. It has to be a great diet if you threw mm. in meat. If you threw in cannibal sandwich, you threw yeah. in you know sushi oh, stuff like that. I think ex- what you would never eat cannibal sandwich. Too scary. No thanks. What, what is, is that? It? It's uh, oh, the people call it. It's, it's ground. It's ground beef. It's like uh, beef tartare. Raw ground beef. Oh beef god, tartare. no. I'm, I'm out. Hell no. I'm I'll out. do the sushi. Yeah. But, yeah. Sushi, yeah, sure, but beef, I don't know. You know what's so funny about all this? I, I always remember third grade, 
when the priest came in because we had to go to confession so we could go to <laughs> communion, right? Yeah. And he was talking about going to confession, and he said, uh, just remember now, when you come into the confessional, you may think it's me sitting in the middle area, but it's you're actually talking to God. And I turned to Benny Crushan and I said, no way. Boy, did I get road, I got road hard and put away wet for saying that. They did not find that. Oh, and I wasn't kidding. It's like, come on. Did you did you did you find yourself at the receiving end of corporal punishment? Yes, I did. No <laughs> doubt about Smack that. Smack you with a ruler. They yeah. did not like that. Our parish priest was constantly over at our neighbor's house, and they Boo- drank boozing. all day long. Oh yeah, boozing. Yeah. <laughs> and she was my best friend growing up, so I always saw the drunk priest. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm supposed to talk to him about my problems. Yeah. This guy's oh. three sheets to the wind, ninety percent of the time. You know, the ones. I could pack as much punch were those nuns. And I remember my mom telling me she was outside of the school when some kid got punished by a nun and she could hear the kid getting cracked when she was. Oh, I went to, wow. I went to parochial school. I, we, ne- we didn't have any of that no, stuff. I never got attacked by nuns. No. Yeah, uh, the corporal punishment. I don't know. That must ended, have gone out. Ended. Yeah. I want to think it ended when I was in middle school. That's probably about the, right. There yeah. was the ruling came down that. That you can now no longer strike a child with a rather large wooden object. They probably hurt something, the kid bad. Something right out of Animal yeah, House. Decided that well, that's well, yeah. bad practice. <clears throat> no, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, no. Because I always heard the horror stories from like my parents and grandparents. Like they used to get the ruler out and you would yep. put your hands out and they'd. Sm- I was like, oh my gosh, I better not ever say a single I, word in school because I somebody think get they, beat. That's they a used to do, They used to do that in um, one room schoolhouses. They used to mm-hmm. whack kids yep. all the time upside the head. Mm-hmm. I think they should bring it back. That happened to me in eighth grade. Maybe they'll stop stomping each other house. to death. No, I did. Again? You guys keep bringing this stuff up, and I, all the times I've been had my ass handed to me eighth grade i didn't remember what the hell i was doing probably mouthing off i guess remember the old <laughs> towel dispensers that you would pull down they were like uh, aluminum or whatever they were metal yeah. and you would pull the towel down it was a continuous yeah. towel. Oh, yeah. yeah remember oh, that yeah. right he took me in there and he said he's bitching about something and i went okay he goes show some enthusiasm and grabbed my head and rammed it into that oh. thing Oh, I will never forget that he ran my head right into that dispenser. Huh. It's like Jesus. You know. Don't you calm down? Maybe that's what's wrong with me. Yeah, right. really no doing. comment. Fourth of your life, Tommy. It takes the edge off your enthusiasm. Yeah, your head jammed. No doubt about that. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving, pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. 
Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Internet service providers operate like monopolies in the regions they serve. Even worse, many ISPs log your internet activities and sell that data on to other big tech companies or advertisers. A no thank you. To prevent them from seeing my internet activity, I protect my devices with ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server, so your provider can't see any of your activity. I highly recommend ExpressVPN as the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP. Just download the app, tap one button, and you're protected. Blamo, done. And ExpressVPN doesn't slow your connection. I was really worried it would have like wonky service with that app in the background, but not at all. Head on over to expressvpn.com slash Bernard. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Bernard. And you'll get three extra months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Bernard to learn more. So Timmy. Yes, sir. Uh, I know I've been raving about it a lot. and I'll, I, Maybe you'll stop raving soon, but... Catherine and I have been watching Bass Reeves, and this might be Taylor Sheridan's best so far. It's real. What is the name of the actor that's Bass Reeves? I don't know. Yellow Wolf, his name is. He is phenomenal. Yeah, he he was in, uh, what was it, Selma? Was that the name of the film that came out about Martin Luther King a few years ago? Oh, sure. He's been in a lot of things. He's a, you know, it's one of these guys that finally got his due. With Selma, okay. but uh, he is a terrific actor, and yes. I think he might be a showrunner on that one as well. Yeah, I think maybe you're right. Yeah. Really good. So, yeah, I, the the Taylor Sheridan stuff, man. I, well, I think did I tell you on Friday, or which I mentioned it last week? I think it was Friday that that um, Tulsa King is coming back. Yes, you told me that. I don't know when, oh. but God, what a great show! And in the meantime. Just to kind of keep you in the mood for Sly, see Sly on Netflix. It's an hour and a half documentary yeah. on life, and uh, like what Hooper. an incredible life it has been. That's for sure. Yeah, he looks. I mean, he's very young in the picture on the the descriptor. He's what about maybe twelve or thirteen years yeah, old, something like that. Yeah, you get a lot of stuff, a lot of pictures from him and uh, Frank in their youth. You know, Frank was. You know, they were the only two kids in the family. Uh, but it's a fascinating story just because it was this, you know, he talk about going to the school of hard knocks. This guy did. And a guy that uh, his father was a real prick. And uh, oh, really? His whole life, even after he became famous, you know, he, he didn't get into describing the sort of punishment he received from his father. But you 
surmise it was pretty bad. But even after he became famous, it's like his old man was jealous of it. Or yeah, something. sure. You can't Absolutely. celebrate your own kid, even oh. though he he's at the top of the world, you know, with his stardom. That's so, too bad. yeah, it's you know, you get a lot of his personal stuff in there. And film wise. Yeah, it's basically the Rocky, the Rambo and uh, some of the expendables. I don't, you know, I don't think they mentioned Tulsa King, which, in my opinion, might be one of the best things he's ever done. So, yeah, yep. it, I can't wait for that show to come back because they left the uh, first season on a cliffhanger. So it's got to continue. It's got to yeah. continue. One of the greats of all time with the chucker when they opened Planet Hollywood. <laughs> he's interviewing everybody that comes in. And, of course, Sylvester Stallone was one of the owners, of, or still is one of the owners of Planet Hollywood, I believe. Is that one still still out there by well, the mall? Well, not American? at the mall. I no, think there anymore. are a few no. left. It's not. I don't. It's not nearly as big as it used to be. I think the uh, Hard Rock Cafe is kind of taken over with that sort of restaurant, that themed restaurant. The Chuckers interviewing everybody who comes in. This guy, that guy, and Sylvester Stallone walks down the the boardwalk to get in. To, you know, go through the line, and the Chucker, John Lastman, of course, goes. And you are? And Sylvester Stallone goes, yeah, I'm Sylvester Stallone. I'm, oh, no, he goes, I'm Sly Stallone. Yeah, I'm, I'm Sly Stallone. And there's a long pause. The checker goes, Sty Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he also asked him about uh, what's the real Estelle Getty like? Yes. <laughs> because of Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Exactly. Which, incidentally, Sly admits in this documentary, I want to tell you too much. You should see it. But he admits that was his biggest mistake do, because do you, he was trying to be funny. Again, yeah. Don't try to be funny. Tulsa King has shown us that he can naturally be funny. Yes. But he's stuff like Oscar, which was a terrible movie. Yeah, it was funny. And then Stop or, or My Mom Will Shoot. I'm sure he loved Estelle Getty, but what, yep. a, what a disaster that was. So fascinating uh look into his life and uh i i love that i love that and arnold's documentary arnold schwarzenegger's three-part mini documentary it was really cool has mr good. t ever had a documentary done about him because he had a pretty interesting life yeah he did he actually that <clears throat> they mentioned him in um uh fly's documentary i don't know and he's still around right mr t i think yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, he was a he was a bouncer, and he um, he was some in sort, Chicago. There was some sort of yeah. life changing yeah, thing Chicago. where he he wore all those all those uh, chains. chains, but he stopped wearing them because he went someplace and he had some sort of epiphany about wearing wealth yeah. all over your neck. I don't. Know, he just, he well, just sounds like he I was would, a he was a much more interesting guy than I thought that he was. I yeah. always I always thought the reason you wear wealth like that around your neck is to signal that you're a tough guy you try to take it oh yeah from maybe me. maybe it's, 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 I'm, look i can wear all this and you're not going to bother me because i'm a tough guy you well, know and uh, i think it well nothing wrong with that expression but man mm-hmm. that's scary mm-hmm. he, well he's still around 71 years old oh is he, oh, is he 71 that's, he's a young yeah. fella huh he is and you know what he really didn't do a lot i mean you had the a team right and right. was that before or after uh rocky three uh, yeah after yeah, and, and you know, yep. I'm looking at his credits. Three days, a lot uh, of Rocky was Mr. T as himself sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, I mean, he was so terrific in Rocky Three. It's amazing <laughs> he didn't go on to a stellar career. I mean, beyond the A Team stuff, because obviously he's known for that as well. But you know, he appears in 
two episodes of Suddenly Susan as Mr. T. He's basically playing himself in yeah. all these sort of things. Yeah. You know? yeah, but maybe he took his money, invested it well, and said, you know, this is, you know, it's much easier for me to maybe. watch my. I don't want to deal with the BS. I mean, I wouldn't blame him if he did that. Auditioning and fighting for roles. I mean, that's still there, even if you're a a known talent. I mean, it's it's a real part of your um, life and the stress of your life. God, Rocky III is 41 years old. What? 1982, Rocky III came out. Jesus. Yeah, and 18 was after. 18 was 83 to 87. So he had a good five-year stretch where he was on top of the world, really. And then after that, he just cloudy with a chance of meatballs. He did a voice yeah. role. You know, a cameo and not another teen movie. Just not a lot of high-profile things. Didn't he get in a lot of trouble with the city of, I can't remember what, it was a suburb of Los Angeles. Bought a house on like three acres, four acres of land, and cut down every tree on the property. That was Lake Forest, Illinois. Oh, oh it was in Illinois. Allergies, because he had bad allergies. He cut down all the trees. He clear cut the lot. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Oh, in Lake Forest, that would have gone over like. Oh, I didn't know that was in Illinois. I thought it was out in L.A. But what's his what's his great line from Rocky? I pity the fool. That was a good one. There was another good one though. After he would box, he would go, I got a lot of mo. I got a lot of mo. I thought it was wonderful. A lot of mo? Lots more. Yeah. Uh, I've got a lot more. I got a lot of mo. I loved him. I thought he was terrific. Hell of a haircut. Mr. T had 12 siblings. 12? Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Oh, 11 siblings. That's including him. Four sisters Mm. and seven brothers. Grew up in the housing projects. Yep. Wow. Uh, He was involved. I did not know he was a pro wrestler. I didn't know that either. Yeah. He was. Well, uh, the time has flown. I'm sorry to interrupt. I have to go. I have to be somewhere else. But sorry. Go ahead. You got a lot of mo. I got a mo. Gotta go. Bye. I got a lot of mo. I gotta go. Yeah. He was Hulk Hogan's tag team partner. Huh. What? Yep. I never knew that. Did you know that? I did not know wow. that. No clue. I heard he's a very nice guy. I've never talked to him, but I heard he's a great guy. So there would have been someone wearing the chains that you would not be taking the chains from. No, him. that's true. No, nobody's <laughs> coming to steal from Mr. T. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, it's, he stopped wearing his trademark gold chains as of 2005 because of the Katrina devastation. He went down to help or something oh, yeah, and saw that people had nothing and he felt That's, like... That, mm, yeah. that means a lot. You see, why don't we hear about that sort of stuff? About the people, these people that really do reach out well, and they help never and want do to the, tell the good stuff. No. Never. It's only the bad stuff they love to report. Yep. Yeah, he was a gym teacher, a military policeman, really? bouncer, bodyguard uh, for Steve McQueen, Muhammad Ali, and Diana Ross. Really? It was a very interesting guy. Yeah, he's very wow. interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. Bodyguard for Muhammad Ali. What story? What in, mm. What an interesting. Yeah, reality. and he's only he's only five ten, which I was surprised by. Um, oh, he's he's big enough. He said, you think I'm big, you should yeah. see my brothers. Yeah. He might only be 5'10", but he probably feels like he's 6'5". Yeah. When you look at him, you yep. would think he's 6'5". Oh, he's yeah. just one of those imposing type of That's people. Right. Oh, you know, it's like, oh, what? okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious to know what part of Muhammad Ali's career he was sure. around well, for being a bodyguard. Like, if it was during his war protests and I'm not going over there and changing my name and all of that, like, that would be, he's seen a lot just following around Muhammad Ali. Yeah. What's yeah. his real name? 
Cassius. Oh, who? Mr. T? Mr. T, yeah. Lawrence something. Is it Lawrence? I think you're right. Lawrence. Lawrence Tarode. Yeah. Lawrence Tarode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He, like I said, never met him, but I heard he's a very nice guy. Really, really a decent human being. I wonder if he does interviews. I don't know if he still does or not. I wonder. I don't know. I wonder what he is doing nowadays. Being retired, I'm guessing. Nah, he's 71, you said. So, yeah, he may be retired. That is true. Whatever no happened to Mr. T? Uh-oh. She's got it. Uh, yeah. Agent, Mr. T. Well, it looks like he's got an agent. So, really? I, I think he'll be a fascinating person to talk to and visit with. Yes. Yeah. You're, like, you're like Mike Tyson. I think he would be a very interesting mm-hmm. person to talk to. At this, yeah. at, this juncture, at this juncture in his life. It had been interesting before, too, but at this juncture, mm-hmm. you know, I think he would be a very interesting person and what, he, what, he's, what he's like now. I mean, he, he says to himself, he says, yeah, it's not the same person. When know. he's not performing, no. he's throwing himself into religious work and community service. Oh, it's very nice. See, that's what uh, everyone who succeeds should do. Yeah. No question. No. My, Mike Tyson <clears throat> has definitely mellowed out quite a oh, bit yeah. from his, from his fight. Yeah, There's a yeah. clip that will make he his rounds. A, he was an animal there for a while. Didn't he bite someone's ear off or something? Uh, yeah, 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 he was yes, he did. crazy. No, he did. There's a clip going around. There. Are you familiar with Hezbollah? No, he's sure. like the little yeah. guy. So oh, I thought you were talking about Hezbollah, the the terrorist group. Oh no! So there's a <laughs> there's like guy took that name. Oh. Yeah, his name That's is Hezbollah. Name. I believe is how you pronounce it. He's not a good name. Essentially like a internet uh, social media type celebrity. I'm not sure what he's famous for, but he is big into MMA and he interviewed. He's hanging out with Mike Tyson, and he's a grown man. He's probably 20 in his mid 20s, but he's a little person. And Mike Tyson thought he was like a little three year old. Oh no! And oh, so no. Mike Tyson is like play boxing oh, with him and it's this no. grown man and he ends up picking him up like a child and like <laughs> nuzzling him <laughs> on the head and like throwing him around and that's somebody terrible. was like who wants to be the one to let Mike Tyson know that that's a 28 year old man that he just oh, like a little child They're like ah we'll leave him alone we'll let him figure it's it out it's a little embarrassing yeah, so Mike but, Tyson's you know. mellowed out a little bit and yeah, oh, yeah. He, yeah. Oh. Well, he said, he said there was a lot of drugs and stuff like that. You know, he was being managed by Don King, mm-hmm. and Don King wasn't. I, I didn't have the uh, uh, best interests of his fighters, the people he represented no. in his mind. Yeah, I'm mean, sure that's true. I think that everybody knows that. Oh, Mr. T got in trouble for a commercial. He did a commercial for what? Uh, Snickers. It only aired in Great Britain, in which T tells a speedwalker to run like a real man. And he got in trouble with the LGBTQ oh my God. community for that. And Could you relax? How long ago was that? Uh, it doesn't say what Is year that? that was. So he was, it sounds like he was canceled for yeah. commercial. So he doesn't work he at all anymore. I guess he does some work, um, but he's also a born-again Christian, so that's not looked kindly upon that's anymore true. in But I have Hollywood. a question. If he did a Snickers commercial, he didn't write the commercial. That's right. How's it his he, fault? He, he, he no. paid somebody to say something. Doesn't matter. You're the one that's getting the cash, oh and you're God. the star. He should stand up and do what's right, and not say that line. No, you yep, think I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what you're say. saying? That's right. Yeah, that's what you, they don't. Oh, people aren't going to do the work to figure out who's on the writing staff and no, the board meeting. Run like like a real <clears throat> man. Okay, I got to run this by Catherine. She's not going <laughs> to like this question. I, my guess is, anyway. Oh, no. Oh, and the no. reason I thought of this because I just saw Jude come over to get pets from Tevin. Because Judy, Judy loves Tevin. Yep. His buddy. Most days. Most days. <laughs> 
Catherine, they have decided, and it was released in a, a nationwide release today. Tabbies are illegal. That pets do not make you happy. Mm-hmm. Who, who are they? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like some random. Do you see it, Andy? You got the story in there? I don't know. They can kiss my ass. Big, is there a big pet industry? They would, they're lying to us about how happy oh, pets are. Oh well, there there has there there are some uh, worldwide campaigns against dogs um, because they eat meat and meat is bad. And oh my so God! They're they trying to turn off? it into that we should not have pets. Whoa, pets whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait a second! Yeah. You're working a dog food plant? No, I never have. I have. You have? Really? I have. Yeah. And there is very little meat. In oh, most yeah, it's dog most food. Oh, byproduct yeah. a lot. Well, we can't have crops going to dogs. It's all global warming. Well, we, but, but we can't have crops going into our gasoline tank? <laughs> no. Oh, we can't there have anything. we go. Okay, we, oh, so none of our crops you can have go to, to live, any. Yeah, you have to live within walking distance of everything, Ralph. This come is on. True. And you can't. It's against dogs. What about against <laughs> cats? I, think, I, I don't think you're supposed to have any pets anymore. Pets are bad. Pets are just bad. So what are they going to do? Just kill all the dogs? I think you just, Release yeah, probably. The They're going to run wild? No, I think you just kill everything. Here's the story. Did they poll real pet owners for this, or people just uh, bought a chinchilla two months ago, into, in, uh, two months into COVID and regretted it? A new study at Michigan State found that having pets might not make us any happier. I can't imagine a chinchilla making me happy, but no, that's just I, me. I understand mm. that. Chinchillas are funny. They take dust baths. They do? Yep. They yeah. roll around in dust. <laughs> God. Early in the pandemic, May of 2020, researchers talked to over 750 people three separate times to gauge how well they were coping. In general, pet owners said that their pets were definitely helping by offering companionship and affection, but they also mentioned the downside, things like cost, worrying about their pet's health, and how they could be a nuisance while working from home. In the end, they found uh, the study found it was a wash. People who didn't have pets were just as happy overall. People say that pets make them happy, but when we actually measure happiness, that does not appear to, to, to be the case. And that just means for absolutely everybody all the time. Yeah. Well, see, that's <laughs> I talked about that earlier on the show this morning. I said, <laughs> we have got to stop with this. You have to do exactly what I do or I hate you. It's like, what? That it doesn't would seem be to nice. be what this study is saying, though. Well, no, well, I'm just saying that's the way the world is now. What I'm saying in, in this particular instance is I guarantee you that Catherine and I are happier because Jude's alive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, is he a giant pain in the ass sometimes? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but so are my children, <laughs> so is my husband, so are my friends. So are your husband. <laughs> so is having a house, so right. is having a car. Yeah. Everything can be a pain in the ass at some point. But a, a pet can be a raison d'etre. A yes, reason yeah, for being, a, you know, you know, on all mm-hmm. those things, those challenges, you know, give you something to live for and to mm-hmm. care for and, and to, to love and you get unconditional love. So, yeah. And I would yeah. be curious to know what their metric of happiness is. Like, is yeah. you're, you were talking you about it earlier. It was like, just because you have Jude doesn't mean, oh, I just give you a pet and you're no longer going to be depressed right. and everything is magical in your life. No, but it definitely true. does bring more happiness right. more often than not. Takes Absolutely. the edge off that depression. I'd rather be sad with a cute dog there that loves me every time mm-hmm. it sees me than be alone, completely alone. Right, yep. exactly. I, my brother right now, he has a puppy. Puppy. And his puppy is puppy. insane. As they are. What, you can which, hear... Which, the, oh, did Terry get a dog? Yeah, he still has uh, his other dog, yeah. but this younger dog is just so... I, if I, you talk to him, it sounds like he's got 
a pack of coyotes screaming at all times because <laughs> the dog has so much energy and just wrestles with the big dog. Yep. And then finally the big dog throws her, you know, down and says, knock it off, girl. And three minutes later, he lays down and she's at it again, just mm-hmm. pouncing on him and screaming and yelling. And he's like, I'm never having a puppy this again. <laughs> because they are. They're a giant pain in the, you know, mm-hmm. but they're so damn funny and cute at oh, the same yeah. time. You know, like I said, you could say that about children. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Every moment Ethan's awake, you got to watch him or else yeah. something yeah. bad will happen. Yeah, Wait a, a minute, he's he getting red wine vinegar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he doesn't always sleep, but I mean, he's funny and he's cute and you love him. And I mean, you wouldn't trade him for the world. Everything can be a pain in the ass. That's so true. Do yeah. you hear that story, Ralphie? No. Seven's heard it. Seven, yeah. yeah. I mean, Andy, you got to tell him. Oh, well, I mean, you've kind of already told it. It's not a very complicated story. Yeah. We're uh, over at my uncle's house uh, for the Brandt get-together, yeah. and Ethan was there, and he goes into the kitchen, and he just scopes the place out, uh, grabs a bottle of red wine vinegar, and just runs away as fast <laughs> as he can with it. As if he had just taken, you know, yeah, the he, idol at the beginning of Indiana yeah, Jones. He comes into a room full of people, looks around at everybody... And then all of a sudden, laser focuses on this, this bottle of vinegar, vinegar and just runs out with it. It was really? hilarious. He probably thought it was his juice because we give him oh, like yeah. we give him like pomegranate juice every oh, so often. Uh, so he was probably like juice. I don't yeah. know, but he just it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's like what the hell was that? <laughs> no, when I was a little kid, we would have like cousin. My grandparents called it cousin camp, but it was just all of our cousins in yeah. our grandparents' yep. house. And at night, while they were sleeping, one of us, which was usually me, got designated to go up into the, like the pantry and sneak, sneak cookies some snacks, and some maybe cars. some juice. Oh. And so I remember I went up there one night. It's dark. I opened the fridge and I took a glass of what I thought was grape juice. Uh oh. Grandma's boxed wine. Oh. I was like, this is the worst tasting grape juice I've ever had in my life. And immediately dumped it out and grabbed the piece went back downstairs. Yeah, was like, Whoops. Not, uh, not what I thought it was. No. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. But I don't know, getting back to it, I just don't understand. Well, I told the story about, about how Jude sits right between you and me every night. Yes. And when you get up to go to bed, I get up and hug her and kiss her and good night and... And, and if Jude I, wags his tail and looks at you like, time what, for me. Time for, time for you to pet me now. Let's go pet me. Yep. No, he definitely makes us happier. There's no question. I like having a dog. I like dogs. Well, dogs you have to be a, like a specific kind of person, though, because a lot of people, when COVID hit, they became isolated. Right. And they were like, oh, well, I'll just get a dog. Right. Yes. And right. You know, there's a lot of people out there who they didn't grow up with dogs. They've never taken care of anything in their lives. 
and they're very self-centered. Yes. So just having to feed a dog twice a day is too much and for a lot of people. walking a dog is like a lot for some people. Oh, yeah, a lot mm. of these people who live in apartments, like oh, I yeah. probably wouldn't want a dog if I lived in an apartment. Probably it's, not, yeah. No, you have to go out and walk them over like six, seven times a day. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, a puppy, yeah, you kind of do. Yeah, and well, I'll see people that have huge dogs that live in an apartment. Oh, God, And no. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you need to, this dog should live on a farm. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, we, we had a shepherd. We had a German shepherd girl. <laughs> you won't see him for 12 hours, and she, and she And she was a... She loved it inside. She hated being outside. Hated the snow. <laughs> and you, you know, you huh. get you get you get her out there. You take her for a walk, and then yeah, yeah let's get back inside here. Let's relax. Nipsey and Cassie were the exact opposite. Yeah. Just they open the door. Dogs. They bolt it out. You, they'd come back six hours later. Oh God, they were nuts. Yep. Got some bad news for you, Catherine. What's that? Triple A just released some information saying this is the going to be the busiest highway season this Thanksgiving that it's ever been. Well, of course, the population yeah, keeps but, increasing. Yeah. Well, Why? Flights are so oh, expensive. because flights are so crazy expensive? AAA put out its annual travel report for Thanksgiving, and it looks like, uh, well, clear roads ahead, just getting you screwed. AAA expects 54, excuse me, 55.4 million people to travel for Thanksgiving this year. That's the third most since 2000, and a 2.3% increase over last year. Huh. More than 49 million of those people will drive. 4.7 million will fly, 1.6 million will get there when they're uh, going some other way, like buses and trains. So what's the best ways to leave town? Unless you're taking off for four or five days early, everything sucks. That's what it <laughs> says in the article. They all suck, apparently. Wow. Next Tuesday and Wednesday are the worst overall, and Sunday is the worst day to head home. Yeah, because everybody leaves on the Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday, mm-hmm. and everybody comes home on Sunday. We we we. We left uh, L.A. We left L.A. on a on a on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving once in the afternoon because that's what Ashley was done with work. Yeah, we we were driving to Vegas and we we were driving to Vegas and in the four hour four, four and a half hour drive that it usually takes ended up taking eight hours. Oh, oh God! It was slow and go, stop and go for three hundred miles. <sighs> Sounds yeah. like hell oh it was absolute <laughs> hell oh, sounds wow. like hell yes. so it's what nine days away thanksgiving is only nine days away now so why yep. is why is this such a big travel year um says no matter the day you might uh, hit less traffic if you leave at 10 o'clock and before 10 o'clock in the morning or yeah. after 7 p.m the worst time to drive is between two and six uh, the day before thanksgiving you'll hit 11 percent more traffic than normal on the road one piece of good news from the report, gas might be a little cheaper this time. So that's good. It doesn't say why it's going to be so busy. Are they talking about people that are, like, going from point A to point B in the no, city? No, I think or? they must be talking about road trips and stuff. Oh. No, I think they're talking about everybody yeah, who moves around. Everybody moves around to go to. I feel like that number doesn't really feel that staggering because no. I feel like everybody goes yeah. somewhere unless it's yeah. you're yeah. the one hosting. Right. I suppose that's true. And there's all these Friendsgivings now. And, mm-hmm. you know, all What's that? Yeah. Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. So you, you, know, yeah. you should have family or you hate your family or whatever. You can still have Thanksgiving mm-hmm. with just your friends. Or they'll do it like the day before yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Well, the day before is the highest drinking day of the year. Oh, yeah. If you were like small towns love the day before Thanksgiving because mm. everybody goes back to whatever hole-in-the-wall bar they oh, grew yeah, up in. Oh, yeah, they grew up in. Well, yep. it used to be that everything was closed on Thanksgiving. 
Mm-hmm. You know, now I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah, you know what? I think yeah. you're right about because that that shocked me when I first saw it a couple of years ago. A lot of stuff was open on Thanksgiving. I thought, God. Well, I know Byerly's used to be open until noon on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and sometimes things close, but the, it's not as early anymore. And isn't isn't Black Friday on Thursday? You know, Friday after Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, yeah, and well, now Black Friday is pretty much every day in I November. Know. I've been having Black Friday uh, ads in my mailbox for i don't even know a yep. month already yep. we're bringing you our black friday deals early here's yeah. our cyber monday yeah, i'm our... pretty sure amazon has had 14 black friday sales already yep. yeah yeah how come people aren't canceling that no, it no, really no. bothers me do people still I know up? why because there's no white friday for you. oh <laughs> no white friday we got no white friday most well, black friday and then white saturday and then we'll have <laughs> brown sunday not in the red friday yep. no red friday uh, how about mm. cyber well cyber monday already basically everyone does everything online now yeah there's mm-hmm. no reason to stampede malls anymore oh my gosh those videos used to be so good they were oh, yeah. yeah. just acting a fool and i always thought it would be funny to like stand in line at target and then go grocery shopping while everybody's just being a menace over in the regular section oh, oh yeah. i just need one loaf of bread yeah. thank you i'm here for some milk yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's interesting that uh, people talked about going they would people would get up at midnight Mm-hmm. Oh, go yeah. shop yeah. until six or seven yeah. in the morning. Then go to work. Yeah. Well, people used to camp wow. out overnight with tents and stuff. Yeah. The PlayStation Two comes out. Uh-huh. People are lined up around the block, starting at you know ten o'clock at night yeah. and waiting until the store opens. Best Buy was like, a big one for that. I cannot imagine wanting anything that much. No. And well, people would go to the stores the day before and like hide. A, TV in oh, the yeah. kids' clothing section, so that way they can just sneak in the next day and grab it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, fist it was fights. All, oh my gosh, it was, it's all a mess. Well, you could just wait a week. I think people just get. I think it's the excitement of it, or something. You know, or mm-hmm. just, they need something I, to the, do. Yeah, I, I think it's something better. People need well, a tribe. They need a tribe. Yep. It's another kind Consumerism of consumerism is a tribe. Absolutely. And you can you can and you could save a lot of money. They have those door busters and all that stuff. And I mean, let's face it, you got twenty bucks to spend on Christmas. You're going to have to stretch it as far as you can. Mm. I suppose that's true. So yeah, it doesn't say why so much more travel this year, but may I, I don't know. Andy pointed out at the very beginning. Well, there are more people now. Yeah, and, and every year oh, there's going to be more people. That's true. So, and you get and you. And also, we're still we're still coming out of this COVID kind of non-travel kind of a thing. Yeah, there, there's still ripples of that that are going to continue for another couple of years. Not a lot, but it's you know people haven't been out, haven't been out and about, so they they want to finally get out. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine um, who's a teacher. She went back to teaching, and she said these the, what is it the third graders or the fourth graders? She said they are they're different because they were. You know, they were locked. Some school districts were gone. I mean, they didn't have school for two years. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so those kids that never got to get into school and socialize and get instruction and stuff, she said they are they're different. Really? Yeah. I don't know. She didn't expand on it too much, but she said they. I don't know what's going to happen with these kids. I'm telling you though, as a Catholic kid growing up, that Wednesday came along. I'd get up Wednesday morning, go to school. It's like, I get. Three o'clock today. I'm wide open for four and a half days, baby. Oh, I re- that was wonderful. Yes, I remember in school we would always look ahead at the calendar because the oh, best yeah. day to have uh, 
Christmas on was we wanted Christmas Eve on Wednesday yep. because then Monday and Tuesday the teachers are going to mail it in because we yep. only got a half week. And then it was, and all the kids are psycho anyway. Yeah, and, and then it was because I think we got like 10 days off and it was like, well, we get an extra day because New Year's Eve is going to be on a specific day of the week. Uh, so then yep. we get the rest of that week off. And so, yeah, oh, yep. we were fanatical. About it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of my favorite holidays. I love that. Mm-hmm. I like Easter too, and you don't even get anything off for Easter, do you? Uh, you yeah, you can. You can get Monday off or something. Well, it depends. It's not Easter anymore. It's spring break. Oh Jesus! Is anything all right? I think it's Easter if you go to a parochial school, but not yeah. if you're in regular. Well, wouldn't it be Passover? I don't think you're for some parochial schools. I think you can still say Passover. You just can't say Easter. Why? And you still get Good Friday off, right? That I don't think so. No. Well, yes, I think that was usually part of yeah. Spring break. I think whatever, it's now whatever. part of spring break. I think you just get a week off for spring break mm. now. Well, now they're saying that you got to stop decorating in red and green because it's offensive. Not one woman somewhere <laughs> decided yeah. that that's what yeah. we should do, and now we pay you know, way that's too much attention news. to uh, just you know stupid what? people. Arrest me and throw me right. in jail. Okay, <laughs> I'm fine. I'll go to jail for the Christmas tree. Yes. And if you have somebody that doesn't celebrate Christmas, just let me know what they celebrate, and we can put their decorations up. Yeah, too. put their color. I want. Yeah, put I, their yeah, put their whatever up. I don't yep. care either. It's like yeah, God bless. I went to, I had a, there was a Jewish family that lived a block away from us growing up. And I remember one year I got invited over to partake in like all their Hanukkah stuff. Mm -hmm. And we had so much fun spinning a dreidel. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you know what's going on or celebrate it. You can have fun and enjoy their time. Absolutely. Did you actually play the dreidel or did you just spin it? Uh, I just spun it. I really didn't know what was going on, but it was, yeah, they kind of explained a little bit, and I had fun. We sung sung the song, had good food, and we lit the, what's it, the menorah (laughs) candles and stuff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a great remembrance. I mean, any any kind of holiday that's peace and love, uh, why are we going to argue about that? Why are we arguing about this? Why are we we worried about it? Yeah, and and eliminating your religion is not inclusive. (laughs) Uh, right. Yep. <laughs> if you're going to be a close-up, you better stop eliminating people's religions. And I still don't understand why any of that stuff goes on in, in this late in the game, for God's sake. Like I said, it's, everything's like a power thing. Like I said, it is. It, yeah. We were talking about that last night. So, like, one of the reasons why I'm like kind of like anti-women right now. <laughs> I am. Oh, I am. I am a little bit. Lightning. I'm miffed by. I'm miffed. I am. I am very unhappy with the way that women needed a voice they needed to be included they did and now they are doing the exact they're acting like idiots just like everybody else that ever got all yeah, the power it's the same deal yeah we're it's... canceling you can't have this we're gonna punish you we're gonna shame you we're gonna they're acting just as obnoxious as anybody else that gets the whole pie yep and i just i'm disgusted with it that's how i feel well, I don't blame you. Nothing is good anymore. You can't celebrate any holidays. Oh, no. don't do that. Don't do this. Don't be happy. Yeah, I got to put you down to build me up. That's not God. how it's supposed to work. It's a famous Marge Simpson quote. What's that? I don't want to sound like a killjoy, but because this is not to my taste, I don't think anyone else should be able to, to enjoy it. Exactly. That's exactly right. The joyless woman-ish. Mm-hmm. I don't like her. But is that the way like it always is? 
that as soon as people are freed and get some power, they abuse it every time. Awesome. Power corrupts. A lot of We've known do. it for years. Yep. Yep. Power corrupts. A lot of people do. And I, I, I thought women had a little bit different of an, a, a, of an agenda. I thought it was going to be a little bit nope, different approach, but it isn't. Power, power always goes the exact same direction. And, yep, and make you miserable. Well, they've done studies that show that female leaders are actually more likely to start wars. Yeah, they are. Is that just because there's Group been think. so few female leaders that if one starts a war, now the percentage is 90% of them instead of whereas there's more it is men? It's hard to like say. That capita. could be part of it, yeah. Type of thing? Yeah, or it could be like, you know, you got to show that you are you can be strong. Like, oh, yeah. You know, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, did, with be. the uh, Falkland Islands, did, did, uh, Mar- did Margaret Thatcher start that war or did Argentina start that war? Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, who started a war is always, uh, the other side always started the war. Well, we yeah. we, we just were right unwitting, now, yeah. you know, we, we <laughs> yeah. were forced into it by the other barbaric side. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think Catherine pointed out to me several times that most college students have no idea that Hamas started this conflict. Nope. They have no clue. Isn't that sad? Why don't you go back and do a little reading before you have an opinion on a war? That'd well, be kind of nice. It's interesting. I think we have, you know, like I said, we've got bigger problems in this country than all of this little petty bullshit about Christmas trees and I know. all this. Right. I mean, right now, there was, a, there was a U.S. Treasury report came out today. I think it was the U.S. Treasury report. 40% of taxpayers' money now goes to paying the national debt every day. I know. 40% yeah. of God, all taxes sad. collected are just going to the interest. Ugh. Just for the interest. I don't know what that means for the economy. That doesn't sound good, though. No, it does not sound, I have to agree good. with you. That does not sound good at all. And, now, and, now, the and they're still trying to scrounge around for more billions and billions of dollars to give to other people for mm-hmm. war stuff. Yeah. It's just, I don't get it. Well, on that note, let's go home and take a nap. <laughs> That's right. And pass that bowl of Prozac. Yeah, we need the Prozac worse than ever. But look, I we got Thanksgiving coming up. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have a great time. Christmas is mm-hmm. magnificent. New Year. Whatever holiday you got, I'm in. I'm good to go. I love celebrating holidays. Yeah, enjoy your life and let me enjoy mine. Okay? There you go. That's it. Can we do that? We'll talk to you tomorrow.